Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. From NBI Studios. This is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Roth. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a special bonus edition of Truth and Justice. As you all know, this week is CrimeCon, which I'm super excited about. I can't wait to meet and hang out with a bunch of you in Las Vegas. But there's a downside. and The downside is that CrimeCon equals a two and a half day work week for myself and Kelly before we have to get on a plane and head to Vegas. But rather than take the week off, I've got a bonus episode that a bunch of you have been asking for. A couple weeks ago, I did a live show in Grand Rapids, Michigan with Kelly and our good friend, The Captain. I mentioned on the follow-up that we ended up having a long, semi-heated discussion about the John Benet Ramsey case, and since then, everyone's been begging to hear it. Well, here you go. This episode contains our John Benet discussion, which amounted to about 35 minutes of our two-and-a-half-hour show. And if you're thinking that you'd really like to hear the rest of the show, you can do that too. Tomorrow morning, which will be Monday, I'll be releasing the full, uncut live show on our Patreon feed for everyone at the $5 per month level and above. If you haven't checked out our Patreon, I gotta say, you're really missing out. Our most popular level is that $5 level. It costs you $1.25 a week, and you get all of our episodes ad-free. Plus, Zach, Janet, and I record usually a full hour or more of bonus content each week on video that's exclusive only to our patrons. It's like an entire extra episode where we're usually talking about anything but the case. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of content there that you get all for that $1.25 a week. So, you all know that I hate chilling our Patreon on the show, so that's all I'm going to say about it. I think it's always worth it, plus you're going to get to hear the full live show tomorrow morning if you sign up at that $5 level. And with that being said, after a short break for our sponsors, welcome to the live show. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Say goodbye to the dish and hello to Sky Stream, the new way to get Sky over Wi-Fi. So you can get unmissable Sky shows like The Last of Us and Succession, as well as Netflix and Discovery Plus, and loads more, all in one subscription for £26 a month. Oh, and next day delivery with no upfront fee. Sky Stream, TV simplified. Head to sky.com. Requires Sky Stream and broadband minimum speed 10 megabits per second, 18 month minimum term. Cut-off times apply for next day delivery. Excludes bank holiday, 18 plus, terms apply. 
probably all, all of us here has looked into the John Benet Ramsey case, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things about that case that I can't ever get out of my head is that she got in an argument with her friend's mother because she was telling her friend, Santa Claus is going to come visit me after Christmas. And the mom was like, no, that's not how it works. You get presents on Christmas. And she's like, no, <laughs> he's going to visit me after Christmas. Yeah. And then your daughter's missing. You can't find her. And there's an item that you don't know where it came from in her bed. What was that item? Uh, a teddy bear. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just come on. Like, did you know that? The, did you see that John Ramsey is going to be at CrimeCon? I was yes. so excited about that. Actually, I'm excited about that. I know a lot I'm of it's controversial. It. A lot of people mm-hmm. are like, "Why is he going to be there?" I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, he's from yeah. Michigan. Well, he uh, he passed three lie detector tests. He passed DNA tests. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's guilty or innocent. No. I'm just saying it's very interesting to... One of my, one of my arguments uh, that I put on the list of why he's not the best suspect to look at is that guy was a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and that, which had nothing to do with public opinion, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he could have came out and said, well, maybe I killed her. And he could have went on to be a multi, 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 you know, millionaire. Had, wait, wait, who would say... <laughs> I, no, no. Well, that sounds I'm, like something Donald no, Trump would no, say. I'm a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no. My point is, is that he wasn't in the public's eye, so it wasn't like this press came, and that's why this guy has like no money now, like barely any money. Yeah. This guy was a multi, multi-millionaire. He had multiple houses everywhere, and he would just call people up. I think you're smart. I know you're a good investigator. I will pay you to come look at this evidence. Hey, I know you have a specialty in this. I'll pay you to come look at the evidence. And every single one that he'd call and pay, you know, John Douglas said, oh, yeah, you know, he calls me up. And uh, and John Douglas and people like that, they're not going to charge like an arm and a leg. They're just going to, they want to get their food covered, their hotels covered. And they're just looking at the case for a couple days at the, at the kindness of their hearts, basically, but also so they can throw it in a book later. But, oh yeah, no, but I just he, realized that Captain and I have very differing opinions of this case. Well, I, and I wanted to ask you guys. I was gonna. Well, I'm hold gonna on, say, I'm not done talking. No, but it's it's pertaining to this. Thank I'm you, saving, Nick. I know. I'm saving this question for last. But I wanted to talk about some controversial cases and give our opinion. John Benet Ramsey was one of them. I wanted to know well, no, what but you But what think. I wanted to say is that, he, like I said, he, could, he didn't have to hire those people. And when, John, when he hired John Douglas, John Douglas said, look, I actually think it's most, most likely, based on statistics, any victim that's like under 10, it's, you know, the younger they are, the more statistically it is their parents. So he's telling him before he comes, I think it's you or your wife or a combination of both. And to have somebody like John Ramsey go, come, come on down, you know, yeah. look, look into. I, I think all that's a matter of a matter of perspective. I don't pretend to know what happened in that, but there's definitely. So I work wrongful conviction cases, right? So one thing that I see a lot of on a pro- the prosecution part is an expert will to look. I mean, let's take the West Memphis Three case for an example. Right. Right? So, you know, experts look at the Jesse Miss Kelly interview. And they're like, here's blah, blah, blah. It's never been, I mean, you and I, our dumbasses can figure out that he doesn't know anything about that crime. 
But the prosecution can pay an expert to come look at it right. and say, oh, he's obviously, he was clearly there and he knows it. So I, I, so I, I have maybe a, a, a jaded opinion of when you pay an expert to come in and look at something, are you paying them to give you the result that you're looking for? I'm not saying that happened yeah. here, right, right. but it's something to consider. Like Just yeah. because he paid him wasn't necessarily, it could be looked at as, I'm going to pay you and just come in and do your thing. Or it could be looked at as, hey, there's a lot of people that are looking at things. By the way, I don't think John Ramsey killed John yeah. Bonet, by the way. Um, but that, or it could be looked at as, man, I've got a lot of heat on me right now. If I pay you, you can come in and look at it. Yeah. And the thing with John, du- John Douglas with that is, so John Douglas, who was the supervisory special agent in the behavioral analysis unit, no. um, uh, in Quantico that does, you know, that does profiling, he looks at the case and I don't know why I felt the need to repeat Quantico. I'm like, I know that too. Um, (laughs) He has, he comes out with it with his, with, with an opinion that says, look over here. Three other profilers that worked in the behavioral analysis unit under him that the same training where some of them were trained by him looked at the case without being paid and said, what the f***, you should be looking over here. Right. That concerns me. That the guy, the, yeah. the only, of the four profilers that I know of that were in the BAU that looked at that case and analyzed it, three of them said, look over here, and the one who got paid said, look over here, which happened to be away yeah. from that direction. Right. I think yeah. it's like when you pay when you pay an appraiser at the bank to appraise your house for such a such. You know, every house I've ever bought is appraised for exactly what I offered. Wow, it's amazing. That's crazy. (laughs) Conspiracy, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, You know what else is interesting about CrimeCon? Joe Kenda is going to be at CrimeCon, and he wholeheartedly thinks Patsy and John Ramsey are guilty. So that's interesting. I don't. You wanted to? I don't think Burke did it. Burke listen, was nine we should, years okay, old. Listen, this Burke was not the a, plan, but I think a, we should talk about it because I'm with you. No. I love your shirt. I want to know where you got it and yours. Okay. Turn around, show him your shirt. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yes, yeah, say. I disagree. We'll we'll talk about this. I okay, so let's stay on JonBenet so. Ramsey for a minute. I think I'm going to share this. I'm going to share my uh, total opinion, not an expert. I haven't analyzed case files. I don't claim to be an expert. My opinion on that case, and I'm curious what your theory is and your theory is, but my opinion is that it was two kids got into a fight. I mean, I mean Burke had hit her in the head with a golf club just a week before that because he got mad at her. I think that, yeah, I think very likely there was, in my just opinion, I think that a likely scenario is that the two children fought, the death was accidental, and then the parents were afraid of now losing two kids, and they tried to create a scenario to protect <laughs> No. This no. Is, wait, wait, hold on. This is, clap, if you, clap if you share that theory. No. Okay. For one thing, for okay, one thing, now Kelly, yeah. there was a sexual assault involved. Like, um, okay, there was a sexual assault involved. Hold on a second. There was, hold on. There was both, there was at least two autopsies done that they had digital molestation. Yes. Meaning that she was molested by at least a finger yes. or something. So when people say there was no sign of sexual assault, learn how to read. Also, okay. 
There was, can now I, you could say sign of sexual assault, but there was not confirmation of sexual assault. You no, know, the, oh, no, no, the, hold on. The autopsy yeah. actually states that the, the day that she was murdered, there was digital mol- uh, yes. uh, molestation. And then they, they're guessing two days prior that there was also dis- digital molestation, but there was no, um, there was no uh, serial, it wasn't like she's been abused for right. years upon years. So, and now you have to remember, okay, so if you have a girl that was basically, I mean, this is gross, but she was, somebody touched her with their fingers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or something. He, somebody touched them with fingers or something the day of her murder and two days prior. Now, what was two days prior? Does Christmas anybody know? Party. Christmas party. Christmas party. Yes. So is it possible that somebody at the that that Christmas party did Santa, something to her and then Santa, Santa Bill, Santa Bill. And she was strangled with a garrote. Would a nine year old have the f- capacity to make a garrote out of a paintbrush and But was wire? that the, actually the cause of death? No, it was the yeah, head injury. Right. Which was the garage so, was post-mortem. It was. Staging. But no, 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 no. Hold on. That's not true at all. He knows I don't know. More. I don't know why. You, here, here's my problem with true crime. Is it should be called what we know so far or <laughs> what we think we remember from reading the book. Now, so we covered the OJ case, which scared me to death because I was like, more people know about the OJ case than any other case because mm-hmm. it's on, but, right. but also John Benet Ramsey. So there was actually um, probably the best analysis of it was done. They had four uh, um, forensic scientists look at her case from England, and what they proved was see see you're a hundred percent wrong that it was that she was choked post mortem, and you know why you can prove that. Because she had moons all over her neck. She did, yeah. So when you have moons all over your neck, it's the, it's from your fingers trying to stop the choking. Yes. And the other thing, too, is if I smacked you on the head with a flashlight. Try it, bitch. Or you smacked me on the head with a flashlight, I would bleed all over. Her head was fractured from here to here. Huge. Yeah, that in and of itself could have killed her. But the it brain was like bled. a fatal. So she was alive when that happened. I mean, she was technically alive, but... Well, no, yeah. she, but she was 100% alive when she was being choked because mm-hmm. she was trying to stop it. Yeah. And you have to remember, like... So, you know, we looked at that case. We, we did six episodes on it. And I love... One of my... Uh, number one things that I get when I meet somebody personally is they'll go, I love your show, but I disagree with you on John Benet Ramsey. My only thing that I ever said on that sh- show for certain is I know that she was murdered. Whether... Yeah, really. Now... Now, Burke might have murdered her. He might have choked her to death and then, or she was uh, partially dead and then uh, somehow dropped her on her head or hit her with something. I mean, it's possible. Or maybe John Ramsey did it or maybe Patsy Ramsey did it. Maybe Santa Bill did it. Maybe it's the guy down the street. Who knows? But what I do know 100% is that she was murdered. It wasn't, oh, Burke hit her on the head. Think about this. If he hit her on the head, she's just walking around with a, a, fr- a fractured skull from here to here, blonde hair. You, I had a friend one time that we played basketball. He had, like, bleach blonde hair, and he, he like, got a cut on his head. And it was just, like, blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you don't think she'd be covered in blood? I mean, uh, yeah. I think it proves that she was hit post-mortem because there was no, there was no heart pumping, so the blood wouldn't then go out the but skull. It, 
but if there was, she was hit post mortem, there would be no bleeding on the brain, and there was a ton of there was. It, now you're more of an expert than me. I acknowledge that, but wasn't the bleeding on the brain determined to be the actual cause of death? Well, no, because it, that's that's the other issue is that there's. I go more based off these, the, like I said, the four forensic scientists that looked at it later, and they all concluded that she was she died from strangulation. So I looked at it from Warner Spitz's report. Yeah, but Spitz is an idiot, you know. <laughs> He literally wrote the book they all learned from. Well, no, not the English book because they actually used different. Oh, not the English book. Well, every no, the, the, every American forensic pathologist learned in college the book written by Warner Spitz. Yeah, but here here's my issue with any. Okay, now have you ever heard like uh, uh, Spitz actually writes a lot about the the case and he talks about how he like was reading about it on vacation and all this stuff. Mm. Anyways, I, I don't I don't like any time that somebody is like learning about the case and almost becoming like uh, invested into the case, and then they go investigate it. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, no offense to you, like with the West Memphis Three, but like that, like I would have a hard time investigating the case because you're already coming in with so many preconceived notions, yeah. mm-hmm. and as much as you want to go, like, nope, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold any of this stuff, but. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But we did cover this uh, on Off the Record. What was interesting was um, around June or July last year, uh, the Boulder Police Department came out and started talking about this pile of cigarettes. Did anybody read about that? I think I heard about that. So there's like this pile of cigarettes that they found outside of the Ramsey's home, and they've had it for years, but they they didn't do any testing on it. So they finally did testing on it, and it's it was this guy that was living down the street, and he was a known uh, pedophile. Hello? Now, now he was living in his family's house because it was one of these situations where it's like the family's like, well, he he can't rent a place. We need. Somebody needs to house him. Yeah. And so he was living in their basement. I mean, far enough away that his, you know, his cigarettes shouldn't roll down the street and so form a pile. What did they do with that? I feel like that eno- is enough, like, to... Well, no, no, because be suspect, all, you can, all you can prove is that he was outside the house. They sh- and they questioned him and things like that? Or No, he's dead now. Oh, he's dead. Wow. But but then they came out, and because one of the things I've been saying this year is I think West Memphis Three possibly could be solved, John Benet Ramsey possibly could so- be solved, and Delphi murders possibly can solved. Well, the John Benet Ramsey, well, you know, 
around Christmas, they came out and said, we're doing additional DNA testing. And I think what they're going to try to be testing is those cigarette butts. And does that DNA match up with any of the DNA that was found on her? And if it does, I mean, you can't take the guy to trial because he's dead, but that's pretty damning Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter what we think. Mom and dad, John and Patsy were exonerated. Technically, they were like officially exonerated. Yeah, but hold by on a second, because well, that's not Mary Lacey, true either. who lives in the, the town the, the, I live the in. The grand jury <laughs> actually did, did. Either of you guys yes. watch Jim Clemente's special? Yeah, the grand jury actually voted to indict them. Yeah, and then the DA didn't. Mary. Lacey. Yeah, but that's my yeah. problem with Jim Clemente. She lives, is she lives in the town I live in, Mary oh, yeah. Lacey? Yeah. <laughs> but the, my problem with Jim Clemente was they never talked about the half moons. They never talked about her fighting for strangulation. Uh, again, also, th- this idea, you have to understand that this rope was wrapped around her neck twice. And one of the, one of the ropes, like, you know, so there's two ropes. One was visible and the other one you couldn't see because that's how far into her skin it was. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to tell me, that uh, a mother is going to see her child. Oh, she's brain dead because my, my, you know, probably autistic. I'd say he's probably somewhat autistic. Uh, yeah, on the spectrum, I think he's got, you know. Yeah, he has some dead. issues. Yeah. And he probably, and if he smashed her on the head with a flashlight, now you're going to tell me that Patsy Rams is going to go, don't worry, John, I got this. Whoa. Right. And it choke just her makes to the, no sense. And then... Yeah. Uh, and then she's fighting for her life, and then it's all. I mean, come nope. on, it's no. I I hear you, yeah. yeah. But they, but but hold on. In in uh, Bob's defense, they weren't exonerated. And when they when they came out and they talked about the DNA that they were testing, the problem with it is you can't. You actually can't with one of the samples. I and mean, one of the samples that they were saying, oh well, we're we're basically clearing the Ramses of this. Well, one of the samples is a mixture. And maybe up to five people. Right. And so well, how was... could you exonerate John and Patsy and Burke from the sample that has five mixtures? Yeah. So, so there, again, is the bullshit of the whole true crime world. Yeah. As they come out and go, like, it was bullshit that they pointed the finger at them in the first place. Because they should have did their job. Show up to the house. And when you can't get into that door, there's an officer that was knocking on the door to try to get into the room she was in. If he would have knocked down that door, he would have saw the girl, and then they would have had a clean crime scene. And they didn't do that from the beginning. So first, do your job. And then there's that lady. You call her crazy eyes, right? Crazy, crazy eyes. eyes. You know what I'm okay. talking about? Crazy eyes. That that she's all she was all about the Ramseys like being good people and all this stuff and then she comes out years later and writes a book and she's like I was sitting there counting the bullets oh yeah oh, you were yeah, so scared yeah. for your life that yeah. you stayed there for like three or four f-ing hours yeah and then on top of that when people go John and pa- Patsy uh, protected Burke for years okay then why did they let him go with detectives uh, before they even found their daughter? And he was questioned for like three or four hours the day of the murders. And so then once you start, I mean, when when I started reading about this case, I I thought all these shows are complete bullshit. And even like the the, uh, uh, Clemente, which I normally like him, uh, but Bob knows this. 
I, I can't throw him under the bus too much, uh, Jim Clemente, because uh, I think he's a very brilliant guy. But when you're in these, um, which I was supposed to be a part of two documentaries, and I never made the cut, uh, because they tell the you, is the hat. It was uh, the no, the truth is, and Bob probably knows this, you're sitting in that room, and they're like, uh, okay, so you think uh, Brian Schaefer did this? Or you think so-and-so's the murderer? And you're like, no, that's not what I said. Well, we kind of need you to say that. Oh, yeah. That's and it's like, thing, and yeah. so Jim Clemente could have signed an agreement and could have, because that ABC show, look, when I watched that show, I walked away and went, okay, it was an accident, uh, makes sense, move, move about your life. <laughs> and then the kid sues the shit out of them mm-hmm. for millions upon millions of dollars, and they settled pretty quickly because they know it was a bullshit documentary that they had to clean up and yeah, tie a little Yeah, they skewed the narrative into what would sell, like what people would See, in a minute, watch. I have to defend my friend Jim Clemente. Well, I'd like to ask him, like, did he agree with that? No, so I will tell you this, that... <laughs> Right or wrong, Jim's motivation for any case, including that case, is to find the is to right, find the right, truth. Right. Jim was the producer. There was no one telling him what to look for. I know a ton of shit that happened behind the scenes in his investigation that he was furious about because CBS wouldn't let him air it because it was too controversial. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like even though he's the producer, but I mean, his, so his conclusion. That's his conclusion from his investigation. He's got no skin in the game. He's got no right, right. money one way or the other. The conclusion he came to, and he brought in, like you say you don't like Werner Spitz or whatever, but he brought in the world's leading experts for forensic pathology, for blood spatter analysis, for DNA testing. You know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a case expert. Maybe they came to the wrong conclusion. But I know because like, like I deal with this, with this shit all the time when I do my show. So when, I'm, when something comes up, for example, I just had an interview on, on truth and justice. I listened to the interview, and I want to know if this guy's telling the truth. I've got some training in that. I re- I've got my own analysis, but I reach out to two forensic psychologists. They come on. They give their analysis. But the people that don't agree with them, when they give their professional analysis, then they just go, oh, well, they don't know what the f- they're talking about. I'm still right. Like, I, right. like my dumb ass is still right. The people that have PhDs in forensic pathology and work for LAPD – they don't have a clue what they're talking about because they disagree with me. He brought in the world's, the world's best experts. Like I said, Werner Spitz literally wrote the book that yeah. every single forensic pathologist in the United States learns from. And those were the, the conclusions that they came to. And, there, and so, I mean, like I said, I won't argue with, with as far as like who's guilty, who's innocent. I don't know. I've never studied the case. I've never, I've never no, studied I, there nearly I, as much as you have. Like I said, but I, I will I, say, like I, I will, I will, I will, to the to the death defend Jim Clemente's honor because I know that man and and what no, he, but the no, work but, he does is for one reason and that's to find the truth. But that that's again clap. That, that's the re- clap clap. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why it should be called true crime. What we know so far. Right. This is what we know so far, not true crime, because right. think about like the pages and pages of shit that he could then present that CBS is like, we're not going to present this. Yeah. And also, yeah. I-, I would argue, I- look, this, I think this is a fair argument. If they thought Jim was actually right, 
Then why settle and not just... I can tell you from having produced a true crime documentary that that's not how it works. No. Those, the, 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 so what happens is, so you do your show, you go do your interviews, you do, and then you cut it together, and you do your VOs, and you piece it together, and then you send your rough cut off to the network, and the network looks at it, and they're like, oh, we f***ing love it. Hang on, we got to send it to our lawyers who don't know anything about the case, mm-hmm. about anything about what you're doing, and they're like... Nope, you can't say that. Nope, you can't say that. Nope, you can't say that. Nope, you can't say that because you're going to get sued. So then, I mean, I had the same thing happen with my show. Then you got to go back, and it's like, well, you need to be. But they softer left the on crying this. in. They, they left they, the they crying. They love in. crying. Yeah. They don't like cry more, Bob. Yeah. They don't, and it's not even like they don't like you saying, like, say in Jim show, if he was like, uh, Burke did it, right? right? And they and it's not like it was that, and they're like, you can't say that because he can sue us. You don't know he did it, which is obviously, it would be like. Here's this piece of evidence, and it's a super strong piece of evidence, and then the, the legal will look at it and say, yeah, but if you present that evidence, it looks too much like Burke did it. Right. And so you can't do it. So, it's pretty, so like that's, that's the kind of shit that they were – and I'm not saying that was the case for, for anything, but, but that's the shit that you deal with all the time is there were, they were, they were parts of my own docuseries where there was just not an opinion, just evidence we uncovered that pointed in a certain direction – and they're like, no, because there's too much pointing in that direction, and then that could, that could leave us liable. So, Yeah, and it's different, too. And, I mean, you guys probably know this. I mean, true crime fans. What's cool about doing a show is the amount of people that I met that are very intelligent about the cases. Um, and I met some true, true crime junkie fans, and they're, they're, they're not as smart. No, uh uh, that's just a joke. Um, <laughs> no, but 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 it's really interesting how much people. Uh, I think we all joke and say, "Oh, like we're he weirdos." He pronounces the T, and he doesn't. It's hilarious. I know. Right? I know. Okay. I told you. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> you ever see a fat man being thrown off the stage before? Um, <laughs> No, but just the, especially at crime con, I mean, you'll spend, you know, 10 hours a day just talking cases and it's, I mean, I, I'm still learning about a lot of these cases. Um, but, but it, it does kind of suck when people have this, this definitive answer. Like to me, it's like a pendulum. Sure. I a hundred percent agree with that. And like, yeah. like if I, I thought it was Santa Bill. Okay. So now I got to figure out that it's, not Santa Bill. Right. You know, like I'm constantly trying to prove myself wrong. And I think that's how you get to the truth. Yeah. But again, some of these cases are just. So, sucks. so just real quick, so, so is, is that your actual theory? Santa Bill. No, no. That, that Santa Bill wrote a letter about him and his you foreign just faction. Like him for a suspect. That were. Well, no, it's just, it's, that case is so messed up because, like, for example, the cops came out at some point and said that her handwriting matched. Right. Yeah, so I, I mean, that's the whole thing. The letter there, oh, man. But it's, like, like insane to, like, really... hear, you know, like, law enforcement came out and said that the handwriting matched Patsy Ramsey yeah. or, like, was close to matching. And then you find out that she wasn't even, cl- it wasn't even close to matching. Like, but a lot of the phrases they used, they verified that in future, like, um, press conferences and speeches, um, a lot of the unique things that John and Patsy would say were also in that letter. Things that people just don't say. Like were and the, the, and the, the handwriting not know. matching, there were there were 
several analysts that have looked at it. It's, it's not a complete match. It's very obvious. So I will say this. If it was Patsy, she made an effort to change the handwriting, mm-hmm. but there were multiple occasions. Like one that's sticking in my mind was the way she made her ends yeah. was very specific. It, but she didn't do it every time. But there's like three or four times where she would slip where the letter had the exact same yeah. way well, she and the, wrote the other big piece of evidence that people talk about is that the pad of paper and the pen came from inside the house. Yes. Okay, well, they were at a party all day. So if somebody came into the house, they're just True. in the house all day. I mean, the, the house was about 8,000 square feet. Yeah. You know how easy it is to, to play hide and seek in them? And there <laughs> were three <laughs> drafts of the letter, like three drafts of the letter that mm-hmm. they found Yeah, but the other printed. thing, though, too, is you know how many keys were missing from their house? 27. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They had 27 keys that they gave out to like employees that like they couldn't account for. So is it, and then also you have employees, gardeners and housekeepers. Don't you think somebody that like wanted something from them could have grabbed a pen and paper and took it back to their house? Yeah. And, but and walk through. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm really into behavioral analysis of crime scenes, right? Yeah. So, like, take that scenario for a moment. Say gar- a gardener. Walk through the the. It, it not not now. We're not going to spend all night on this. But if you walk through in your mind, okay, the process. They've for some reason they've targeted John Bonet to digitally penetrate, and then I also am going to hit her on the head. I'm, a, I'm just as ridiculous as Patty or Patsy, Patsy. doing the garrote afterwards. Your gardener now is going to, now I'm going to make a garrote, and then, I, then I'm going to bind her in a way that wouldn't restrain her, but it's binding her. And then I'm going to hide her, and then I'm going to write this crazy note. So, so what, I, what I like to do in any crime that I'm investigating is start to try to put myself in the mind of the killer. Mm-hmm. Who would take those steps, and why. No, no, but here's, here's the thing. With that case, I did the same thing. But you're, you're f***ing up the order. I, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just giving elements. No, no, but, I'm not right, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of these cases, you have to figure out what the order actually was. The, the, it was clear, or to me, the reason why it doesn't, the reason why the case doesn't make any sense is why would you leave a ransom note for somebody that's already dead? Well, here, I can answer some of those questions. The note was written beforehand. 
in so the house. Either in the house or somewhere else. Comes in. Puts With their paper and pen, though. Right. Because, because it's the gardener in this scenario. Right? Well, it's more likely the housekeeper. Or the housekeeper. Because the, the housekeeper actually asked for money from him. Right. And, and she thinks and, Patsy did it. And she, She's outspoken about that. And she never got the money. They told her no. And then uh, they asked for handwriting samples of her. She denied them. They asked for DNA samples of her husband. They were denied. So I actually believe that uh, somebody knew her. It had to be somebody that knew her because they sat at the table and ate with her. There's There's a neighbor, and I don't know if you ever heard about this neighbor eyewitness, that saw movement in the house and knew that there was an adult in the front area where she was sitting and eating. Like, knew it was a tall person, not a little person. So I think she ate, did something, and then all of a sudden they, 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 they're doing something. They, they choke her. They get too excited. So in this, in this scenario, we're talking like the, the, the housekeeper. Let's say the housekeeper or the housekeeper's husband. So, why, why? so they, leave, they leave the note. They go downstairs. He's strangling her. And then she's not moving. Oh, I f***ed up. So then what, what other evidence, evidence of the crime scene do we have? We have evidence that she was inside a suitcase. Wait, let me, if I can just back up for a second. When they put the garage on her so tight that one of the wires goes all the way into her neck, mm-hmm. at that point they said, whoops, we didn't mean to kill her? Well, actually, uh, there was a lot of people that think that the person was when they were choking her. Okay. So, so in this scenario, that so, the plan is so. So these are questions that I ask, right? Behaviorally, and, and this is and, and for you guys, this is less about this case and more about process, right? The, pro, the, the between our processes of working through these. Right. Um, the questions I'm asking is, what 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 made them decide that that was their opportunity? That moment. Why? So, did they have access to the children any other time? And what made them decide to come in and decide, well, let's hope that John Bonet wants some pineapples at 11 o'clock at night this night. That's, this is going to be our chance. Because they don't well, live no, there, I right? Mean, even if it, even, look, even if it was Santa Bill or, or whoever I mean, it is. Yeah. What, what I, well, Santa Bill makes the most sense to me because he's going to visit her. He told her, I'm coming to visit you. So he wakes her up. He doesn't have to stun her with a gun. That's what's his face, his theory. Um, that's another wrong theory. There's no evidence <laughs> that she was stung by a taser. There's two markings. They don't line Whose up. Whose theory is that? Um, I've heard that. That's uh, what's-his-face's theory. Uh, it'll pop into my head. And but I agree with you. It's been proven that there was no stun gun. Yeah, there's no stun gun. I mean, there's something. But, but, but so he wakes her up. She has, there's two beds there. There's two twin beds. He left, hey, I got you this bear. She wakes up. They go downstairs. And he said, oh, you're going to come with me for a little bit. Okay. Oh, I'm hungry. Now, maybe that pineapple was just already out. Mm-hmm. Because here's what we do know. Patsy's fingerprints were on it. Burke's fingerprints was on it. Is it possible that Burke made himself something to eat? And when they questioned him, he just didn't know anything about it. And so she's just walking by and sees a piece of pineapple. I mean, there was a piece of pineapple in her stomach, not there was. pieces upon pieces. Even that, though, is debated by people. The pineapple, or was it grapes, or was it fruit cocktail? Like, just 
Yeah, but, but let's so 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 for me, I like to walk through these scenarios one at a time, right? So so we'll we'll, we'll shift over to Santa Bill. Yeah, but yeah. hold on a second because if, if the digital molestation is correct, and it was also done two days before, it is possible that the what the person's getting off on is that they're doing this, and their parents are two uh, floors up. I mean, some people, that's their sickness. I mean, some people break into people's houses and they want to rape them knowing that their loved yeah. ones are right. Would, would it surprise you to hear that, that there are many pathologists out there that would tell you that there's no possible way to know that someone was digitally penetrated two days ago? Well, her hymen, not to be, I mean, graphic, right. but had been ruptured. There was blood in her under. To time it, like, I'm talking like, about. Oh, okay. Like, Just to there say was that this happened. I dealt with this with, with fire science all the time, right? So you got arson investigators, which is considered a junk science in a lot of... This is, was my profession. Um, junk science. Right. It, what makes it junk science... Studying is, junks. What makes it junk science is people doing precisely that. Study junks. <laughs> right. Because... The, well, so a fi- an arson investigator will look in and say, I can... <laughs> look at it. It's a nice junk. It's nice junk. I can tell that this fire started at 9.45 p.m. I can tell you that's impossible, mm-hmm. but there are arson investigators that will say that. And then, so then it, it turns into a yeah. junk science. I well, think- no, but what they can prove is they, they, they can, re- if, if somebody is repeatedly molested, they can, they can. They know that it happened before. Yeah. I'm just no, saying no, they no, can't know it was two like, days ago. What I'm saying is if you have a kid that is, Sexually molested for years upon years. They, they know that. They yes. can for sure. be able to yes. tell that. So they know for a fact that that didn't happen. So when people, that, I mean, could you imagine being John Benet Ramsey's father or mother and somebody says, well, they molested her? I mean, that would be yeah. mm-hmm. well, awful. This case, we could go on all night, really. We could go on for days. But there are other things we're here to talk about. So let's move on from John Benet. We'll talk about it over drinks yeah, later. Yeah, over I, drinks. After, yes, we'll talk about it over, over drinks. I'm going to end the night with one certain case, but I want to talk about just a couple more before we do that really quick. Just like a quick whodunit. So, it, real quick, yeah, it just yeah. occurred to me that those claps were people that were glad we were done talking <laughs> yeah. about that. That hurt a little. Yeah. I was like, man, we got them eating out of our hands. I think we can all agree if we could like, choose one up, case, that would be one of them we would want to solve. There you have it. As you heard, Captain Kelly and I all have very different views on the case. I was completely unprepared to have that conversation since it came up organically, so you know I'm going to want to dig a little bit deeper and talk about it a little bit more, which we'll do some on this week's follow-up. So, make sure you tune in on Friday for that, plus we'll probably be talking more about the Pinion Pines case because we didn't get it all in in this week's follow-up. And aside from that, I want to thank you all for putting up with this little bonus episode while our entire team was out on assignment this week. Next Sunday, we'll be digging right back into the Pinion Pines case, and in the meantime, if you want to hear the full two-and-a-half-hour live show... All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice and sign up at the $5 level. That episode will go live on Patreon tomorrow morning, which is Monday. And we'll be live on YouTube for the follow-up this Wednesday around noon Eastern Standard Time. Until then, thanks for listening. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. 
edited by Kelly Barron's Brink and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our fonts across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design, and you can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team. Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Woodyomnick, Ginger Fiola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. For all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. And I can be found personally on all forms of social media at BobRuffTruth. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. You've seen the film. You know the game. Now, Jumanji just got real. Only at Chessington World of Adventures. Featuring Daredevil Dad, Mom on a Mission, and the kids who can't wait to ride the world's first Jumanji roller coaster. An epic adventure awaits. World of Jumanji. Only at Chessington World of Adventures. Book this summer's must-do day out at Chessington.com.